Hello, listeners, and welcome to a new episode of FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me, as usual, is my main man, Coles. What's up? Good to see you, my friend. It's been a few days, not too many, mm-hmm. but always good to chat. <laughs> Excited to go through these two films with you, so let's jump into them. The first movie that we are going to talk about is called Held. It stars Jill Aubrey and Bart Johnson, who you may notice from his famous role as, I believe, the father of one of the basketball players in High School Musical. I think that's where I know him from, Colette. Neither of these actors are recognizable, so this is kind of an indie flick. It is directed by Chris Loafing and Travis Clough, and it was also written by the female lead, Jill Aubrey. What's it about? A couple's ailing marriage gets put to the test when they are held hostage in an isolated vacation rental by an unseen voice that commands their every move and threatens harm if they don't obey. So that's the setup. Coles, what did you like about this one? Well, I have to give credit for the concept because there is a lot of films. Like when I first saw the synopsis for this film, I thought it was going to be something in the vein of The Strangers, where like this couple goes out to a place in the middle of nowhere and they end up finding themselves being attacked or being home invaded by crazy people and they have to fight their way out. But the film tries to go for something more substantial and deeper than that. And it involves looking at the institution of marriage itself. Um, you know, over time back in the olden days, you know, a woman was a man's property when it became time for marriage. You know, the, the woman didn't have any individual rights. She couldn't vote. She couldn't own any property. She pretty much was just at the mercy of the man. And now that we have had the feminist movement of the 1970s and a lot of things have changed for women in the corporate workplace and getting a lot of rights, then we have seen those dynamics change. So the film hints at, you know, those changes and how that has affected marriage as a concept and also how infidelity, you know, secrets and things like that can like eat at a connection. Um, Outside of that, I did like the sound design of this film. There are some moments where there's early in the film there's a vibrating cell phone that goes off on the kitchen table, and it kind of made me jump a little bit, just the way that it was tactically I thought it used. was mine. I literally, <laughs> like, it was one of those moments where you look down next to you, like, on, on the, you know, the the coffee table or your couch or whatever, and you're, like, looking around, like, did my phone go off? Yeah, I agree. Yes, and I did like that the um, villain, you know, you don't see him, but he has that voice modulator, and... Any time in a film where I hear somebody speaking in a voice modulator, it always feels like they're more scarier than what they are. Like, they could be, like, a midget from behind there, but if someone's speaking with a voice modulator, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. And I like that aspect. Other than that, that's a few of the things that I liked about this film, because trust me, there's more of what I didn't like. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I-, I will, I can echo your sound design. That's a fun pun. Uh, there, I agree. I like the sound design quite a bit. I thought that it was fairly immersive, especially because you're kind of in this confined space, and I like that as well. I really enjoy any movie that puts you or puts people into a confined space, and it becomes some sort of survival story, or they have to figure out how to adapt to this minimalistic surrounding and get out of something. I also agree with you about the concept, and that's why we're reviewing this, is because I saw the concept, and I was like, hey, that sounds cool. It had this somewhat sci-fi-like feel to it in its premise 
that there was this smart home that was going to lock them down. And so I was like, oh, you know, may, I mean, obviously it's not going to get to the level of this probably, but maybe it's going to have some Ex Machina vibes and it never got there for me. But I enjoyed the attempt that it was trying to make. And I agree with you about the commentary that was taking place about marriage and the way that each husband and wife kind of has this place. It's essentially a, te- it's a, a commentary on the patriarchy more than anything and how husbands believe a wife should act. And of course, over time, that has evolved and women have gained more and more autonomy. And so this is about what it's like if a husband maybe doesn't feel that way. Um, it takes some twists and turns that I thought were interesting. Some of them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going to beat around the bush. So I don't, there's a lot more that I don't like to. So why don't you start us off with what you didn't like about this one? For one, the two main characters that we follow, this husband and wife, I, I never felt, I, you know, usually sometimes when you see married couples in a film, even though a film doesn't explain their backstory, how they come to be together, you can just see in the performances of the actors that, hey, these people have been together for this long and they really love each other. And, you know, things are strained right now, but you can see they still care for each other. I didn't get that from either one of these actors. Like, I never really got that context or that feeling that they were a married couple. It's kind of like you're just told that they're married and then they're having problems and that's pretty much it. And that's what you're left with. Uh, I also felt that the commentary, it wasn't hammered down enough. It wasn't given very substantial depth. Towards the end of the film, the only reason that we see the social commentary that we talk about is that it gets summed up into like a three-minute exposition dump. And I was kind of like, oh, so this is what the plot boils all down to and and the twists and turns like there are some times where there's a few maneuvers that got me kind of surprised and shocked but when it comes to the big moments where you realize what's going on with the bigger story they're kind of predicted and kind of easy to see coming um i actually wanted to get ask you a question on that like so what was the minute mark that you realized that the certain twist that happens at the end involving somebody when did you realize that was going to happen because i recognized it 40 minutes in that that was going there well i I applaud you i must have not been paying (laughs) enough attention because i was a bit surprised so i had my suspicions that a certain part of the twist was going to happen i what i didn't understand was the movie and I'm going to invoke the name of this film as a comparison, guys. But I want you to understand that I'm not saying this is on that level. But there is a get-out quality to where the story goes. And that is what I did not expect. I definitely suspected certain characters were going to act a certain way. But I didn't know the why. And the why is what caught me off guard. And... I had mixed reactions to in this film because part of me was like, that's an interesting thing to explore. And then the other part of me was like, but you're doing a terrible job of it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that's ultimately, you know, where I landed. And then literally, you know, the evil, the evil figure that's been torturing and really ordering this couple around the whole time. Once you see them, it's like, oh, you're supposed to be the big bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a little anticlimactic. Yeah. It's very anticlimactic, and then there's also the 
questioning I had about there's a supporting character. There's this Uber driver named Joe that's introduced in the beginning of the film, taking the wife there. And then all of a sudden the film brings him back in to the film, to the story for some reason. Like I, I, I didn't know what they were doing with that character. I'm at the end of the day for me, it's just, um, there could have been, this could have been on the level of a get out. It could have been a film that was laden with so much commentary, subject matter, and really dealing with the ideas of marriage and how sometimes people can, you know, take matters into their own hands when a spouse does something against them. It could have went deeper into that because we don't get more films like that, but it basically just shows its cards very early and it turns into your basic cat and mouse thriller and it's something I've seen many, many times over and over again and I just wanted something and it promised me something different. But it just turned into the same old pumpkin. At yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly where I came out. You know, I ultimately said in my review with better, slicker direction, a little more intensity and some genuine scariness, which I didn't feel was present. Mm-hmm. And all and really more seasoned and talented actors. This could have been something that was a pretty darn good thriller. Uh, the choice of using Jill Aubrey, the writer, as the main actress God bless these people. They're trying. They're acting. But whether it's the direction or their ability to convey emotions, they don't work for me at all. And they just were not characters that I was able to ever really connect to due to the actors. And so what you have here is a film that has a really good, interesting idea and a bunch of not the most talented people in Hollywood who are creating it. And and that's not me saying they're terribly at creating things, but their collaboration in this does not give us what we would see if you gave this topic to a Jordan Peele and made it with A or B list actors. You know what I mean? Like it just it would be a lot better. And so like you disappointed overall, for sure. Uh, so are you feeling it? Would you say, obviously you're probably not going to say theater. Would you say it's worth a couch rental or just no thanks? It's worth a couch rental. It couch rental. If you're, um, Saturday night is you're bored. You kind of had a little bit, a couple of drinks in you and you just want to sit back and chill with a thriller with the girlfriend, boyfriend, or even by yourself. Then I would definitely do it then, but it's not something I would really rush, rush for you to go and watch. So not feeling it, but hey, if you're really, really bored and times are desperate, then pop it on. It can't hurt. I'm going to say no thanks. I don't <laughs> think this is worth anybody spending money on. There's no way I would recommend that at all. Uh, there's, there's just way too many more interesting thrillers. There was a movie that came out last year called The Rental that does some similar kind of ideas with its material. I think it was directed by one of the Franco brothers. I think it was yeah, Dave Fra- Franco. Yeah, it was Dave Franco's directorial debut. And I enjoyed that one much more than mm-hmm. this one. So I would just definitely say no thanks. This one is available in theaters and on demand April 9th. So feel free to make your own decision. Well, our other movie that we're going to talk about tonight is called Voyagers. This stars Ty Sheridan of Ready Player One fame. Lily Rose Depp of being Johnny Depp's daughter fame, uh, Fionn Whitehead, who was the lead in Dunkirk, Shante Adams, Isaac Hempstead Wright, Vivek Kalra, Archie Madekwe, Quintessa Swindell, Madison Hugh, and dot 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 Colin Farrell in a very small role, but ever present throughout. 
It is directed and written by Neil Berger, who made the first Divergent movie. Uh, and of course, the first one wasn't nearly as bad as the second, and then the whole series fell apart. <laughs> I love that series. I was very bummed that it did not do better and turn into a Hunger Games-like film series uh, with that level of filmmaking. But anyway, I digress. What's this one about? A crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. It's really hard for me not to jump right into my dislikes after reading that, but I'm going to tell you what I liked. So I like Ty Sheridan, I like Lily Rose Depp, and I like Fionn Whitehead, the three main leads in this film. I think that they're serviceable. I think they're good. I will eventually get to something that's... There's an unfortunate quality about their performances that is not necessarily their fault. But I thought that they played their characters very well. And I like them all as actors, especially Lily Rose Depp. I don't know if I'd seen her in anything before, but I I was compelled by her quite a bit. And I would like to see more of her in some dramatic type roles. I like that it's set in space because I like everything set in space. It's got good use of color. Um, It's got an interesting ship the setting, the way that they move throughout the different corridors and rooms of this spaceship that they are traveling on is interesting. And the, again, I guess it's a theme for these movies, but the premise here for me is also was a win. And and it was essentially Lord of the Flies in space. I, I don't really know how to beat around this bush any further, but like that is what this movie is. And it plays that out literally almost beat for beat. And so if that's going to bother you, then there you have it. If you don't mind seeing that same idea displayed in a different setting, in a futuristic way, then you might have some interest in this. I don't mind it, and I like seeing it play out. Ultimately, probably didn't do enough for me to make it stand out in a big way, but I was intrigued and I found the movie to be an enjoyable kind of thriller and ride over the course of this story to find out what was going to happen to the characters. So I I didn't dislike watching this. I, I had a good time watching it. I was engaged and curious while it was playing. And I guess I should stop there. But what did what did you like about it? So before I get into my likes, um, Lily Rose Depp actually played in a film that we covered earlier this year, Crisis. Oops. With Gary Oldman, <laughs> Army Hammer. She was she was in that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, was she Army's like druggy sister? S- sister, yeah. The oh, sister. very different. Didn't even recognize <laughs> her. She's like all strung out, big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because in this film, I was watching her. I was like, I've seen you for somewhere, but I cannot put my finger on. It. Then to see that she was in Crisis, so. Interesting. Um, for me, the concept was the winning was the winning aspect of this film. I mean, what are we talking about now in the real world? We're talking about climate change, global warming. How the how eventually, like in the next thirty years, the planet is going to look entirely different. It's going to be almost inhabitable, and gases are going to start growing in the atmosphere. The ice is melting. So, I mean, this is definitely a real world issue on display, and it will become even more serious if nothing doesn't get done. You know. And the idea of having these children who didn't have a choice of being born to do this mission, you know, we see that they are made from from genetics. 
you know, they're almost grown and just put into this environment where, hey, you're tasked with being the um, pallbearers for the next descendants of the human race. And that's a lot of pressure. And that would be an interesting dichotomy if that happened in real life. So I like the story. Um, for me, Fiona Whitehead, I don't know. Like, maybe he could have been hamming it up and maybe it's not the best villain performance of all time. But I loved him as um, what he becomes he becomes this manipulative fear-mongering villain you know who strikes conflict when it comes to the unity of the group once there's a power vacuum and just seeing how these kids you know these kids have been trained to do these things be docile and you know be restricted from really experiencing life as it is they just been bogged down to the spaceship and then seeing them having experience all the things that comes with growing up and having hormones and understanding violence and relationships and love. And I love that part of the story. I love that. I love that more than the action. And Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Depp, I mean, they're good. But part of their performance, I, I know it's, probably, it's not their fault, but I'll get into in the dislikes what I feel for their characters. But for the most part, it's a Lord of the Flies in space and i love lord of flies as the book i still remember reading that at a young age so i don't really mind it as it being pretty much the force that this film gets its own gravitas from but it's cool for the most part so it's interesting that you actually just gave us the outline of the plot in your likes when it's not what i read and i, I find <laughs> that fascinating that's going to be part of my dislikes one other thing i will say i like that this stayed tame the marketing, and I'll just kind of get into my dislikes now because marketing is my kind of big one. The marketing, the poster is two of our main characters laying naked together in a bed. The trailer for this, which I went back and watched after I saw the movie, is very psychedelic. It's fast, it's energetic, and it's like all about like quick hits of extreme emotion, which is what these kids ultimately get a chance to experience after, you know, having that suppressed for so long. And then it's how does, how does their humanity come out? Like what is their natural reaction to that? And the banality that they're going to make choices with. And so you get a couple of these like violent, hypersexual neon infused moments in the movie. And it's literally, I, I would say it's less than five minutes. Maybe it's three minutes worth of that kind of content. And yet the poster and the trailer sell that. That's not at all what the movie is. It's a PG-13. I actually remember I, I messaged our friend Don Shanahan before the movie, and I was like, hey, if you get a chance to watch this before I do, can you tell me what the content is like? I'm a little concerned based on the marketing. You know, I might want to watch this with my kids. And then I, I was like, oh, but it's PG-13. No, it's actually P – it's legit PG-13. Like, there's <laughs> nothing in this movie. And so – Personally, a like for me is that it is tame. It's like a young – I thought it was going to be a young adult version of the indie movie High Life that we got a couple years ago or last year, and it just – it wasn't that. And I liked that. It didn't get too sexual. It, it was accessible for teenagers, and I thought that that was a good quality to it. But transitioning to the, the dislikes, the flip side of that is that you get a movie where – it's not at all what people are going to think they're getting if they had had it all exposed to its marketing. And that's just, that's just a miss, in my opinion, a big, big miss to focus on that versus the young adult drama aspect of it. The other 
unfortunate thing I mentioned earlier that ends up being a negative, and you kind of hit on it too, is those characters. I liked Fionn Whitehead too. I thought he has the most charisma and gravitas of any of the characters. That's by design, but they are robotic in nature in the way they act. And they start off that way, right? That's part of the plot. And it kind of carries over throughout the rest of the movie. And so they act that way well. They sell it correctly in the movie. Like, I don't have a problem buying their characters. But it's not entertaining. <laughs> and it it is just not entertaining. Because you get to a point where you have these factions in like, just unlike Lord of the Flies, where they're vying against each other in their, you know, rules versus chaos. And it's really hard to latch on to the characters and start to have somebody to root for and care. And the only person with any sort of charisma is Fionn Whitehead, the villain. And sorry, I guess I give I spoiler. I kind of, I don't know, but it's too late. But that is a problem for me. And that was the biggest problem that I had with the entire movie was that I just didn't, it didn't go anywhere special and I didn't feel for the characters. So those two things um, really hurt it for me. It didn't, it really follows the Lord of the Flies playbook to a T. There are, you know, stand-ins for the piggy character. There's a stand-in for the metaphysical idea of the beast. And it was just way too on the nose. I think, the idea of the the concept of the kids on an island fighting each other because there's no adult supervision and what that would look like in space on a spaceship that's interesting again i just i thought that the execution was lacking i thought it needed something new it needed some sort of creative new direction or spin or touch to make it stand out and so i actually enjoyed this i, I did but i don't think there's any need for me to ever go back to it yeah, for me, Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Depp, like, they are the characters that this film is definitely wants you to anchor yourselves to and see them as being, like, potentially the good guys or the heroes, but they feel so small in the scheme of this narrative. Like, I found myself wanting to see more Fionn Whitehead just being a villain. I just found myself wanting to see more scenes with him because Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Depp it almost felt like they were subdued, like they had been drinking the blue stuff. <laughs> that their characters were drinking in the film and they just were walking around they never really have a dynamic moment the only dynamic moment they have is a love scene and even that feels pretty tame and just pretty like which you said is a positive but there's not the feeling of passion and emotion like wow we're really experiencing this new thing you know as young adults like it never gets to that point with the feeling of these characters and also the production design for me space films usually they always look remarkable to me especially if they're taking place somewhat in the future so i'll always expect for the production design to be somewhat spectacular and to wow me and in this film it felt like some of the sets kind of look a little bit cheap um especially when they um display the weapons later on in the film that the one of the factions get and uses they look almost like fisher price toys like they just look very cheap very plastic and even the bullets that they're shooting are from special effects and that kind of threw me off and the story, it never goes into overdrive. Like, it kind of just sticks in a safe position of just going 25 miles per hour, but it never picks up and it never does anything with the great, with the great concept and subject matter that it does have with the synopsis. 
like for me most of what i'm taking away from this film as far as the discussion is stuff i'm pulling out of real life it's not what it's not that this film is really inspiring me to really do research on the subject i'm kind of pulling this from real life and i see that this is what they're going for but they never hit it hard enough and it's frustrating especially because now you're just pretty much a film that is just a lord of the flies space film and hey i love lord of the flies but you don't do anything new. You don't do anything that's going to want me to like pull a friend and be like, "Hey, you need to watch this film. It's deep and it's got it's got something going on." Like this film doesn't really have anything going on, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I had a great time with it. It didn't bore me. I mean, there were some exciting moments towards the end, but other than that, it's decent at best. Yeah, agreed. And it's unfortunate because I like all these actors, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take that away from it. Wait, I won't take it away from it. I will take that out of my experience <laughs> is that I'm still excited to see these three actors uh, in the future. You know, Fiona Whitehead mm-hmm. in the first movie in Dunkirk that we know him from, like he, he doesn't really have words very much. Like he doesn't have this. <laughs> this is really his first kind of opportunity that I've seen him in in order to carry a movie. And he does a great job of that. And I, so I'm excited to see where he goes next. And, you know, I like Ty Sheridan. He's, on the verge of being typecast a bit, I think mm-hmm. he's going to need to... This is a very Wade Watts feel to this character. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he feels like Wade Watts. Um, you know, Obviously, Lily Rose Depp transformed herself, and she can play different characters because I didn't even know who she was <laughs> in the other movie I watched her in. But yeah, I would like to see more of this trio going forward. Well, are you feeling it? Theater, couch, or no thanks? I'm feeling it, but this is not something I would feel for the theater. And as for the couch, I'll feel it for the couch. So I would agree. I would say not for the theater because, again, you're <laughs> sold all of these incredible visual kind of type of things, and it, it, those just aren't there. It's much more sterile than that throughout the runtime of the film, and you're going to be disappointed. You're not going to get, you know, like incredible sci-fi, spacey stuff to look at. You're going to get the inside of a ship, white walls. And while it's well-designed and it works for the structure of the movie and the claustrophobic nature of it that they're dealing with, it doesn't visually stimulate you. So I agree. It's perfectly fine for the couch. Uh, It's worth the rental to see it. I would do that. I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. It will be available in theaters April the 9th. We do not know yet when it will be available on demand. So if you're going to wait for the couch like we recommend, you'll have to hang on a bit for that. Well, that's it for us this time on FF+. Plus. We hope that you found something that piqued your interest and you would get a chance to see something new. We would love to hear what you think if you do see the films that we discussed. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Film, or you can join the Feelin' Film Facebook discussion group. There is a link always in the show notes. We'll be back soon, but until then, keep Feelin' Film. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. These help increase visibility for the show and grow our community of listeners like you. We also invite you to connect with us further by joining our ever-growing Facebook discussion group. A link to that is in the show notes, or you can just search on Facebook and find us that way. If you'd like to continue the conversation with me, you can follow the show on Twitter at Phil, or connect with me in the Facebook group. I'm very active in both places, and I'd love to chat. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Shoeless Patch on both Facebook and Twitter. 
but be sure to tag me in any comments so that I'll be notified and not miss you. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, stay positive. And keep feeling film.